Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 88 of In the Middle of It, the podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I want to welcome you back to the podcast. I am so glad that you're here today because I am talking about my favorite thing ever, which is reading. Now, if you've been with me a while, you know that I normally do a summer book club, but I've decided that this year I'm not, mostly because my oldest just graduated from high school and he'll be heading to college next month. And oh, my heart, I can barely just say those words out loud. So I've been streamlining to give myself time for all the things from graduation to kind of grieving to getting stuff for his dorm to his actual drop off day. I knew this summer would be emotional and just busy. So instead of a book club, I am bringing you some amazing recommendations from the YA world that you can read with your teen or without. (laughs) Like I do that quite a bit. I think I read a little bit more than my kids do. But if you are going to do a book club with your teen and with others, I would highly recommend downloading my free resource, Questions for Any Book, to use in your discussions. And those will be in my show notes for today's episode. Um, And that is at theishgirl.com forward slash EP88. Now, just a note about all the books I'll be talking about today. Most of these are on the lighter side. I have included a couple of harder hitting ones, but for the most part, these are light summer reads. Some I've read, a lot of them I haven't because this list is really based on my own to be read stack. Now, some of these are older releases that I've just gotten to recently. Some hit shelves within the past few weeks. Others haven't come out yet. And for those, I've included the release dates. So, okay, having said all of that, here are all the books. So first is a series that I read probably in June, which was super fun. It's an author whom I've read before. Her name is Maureen Johnson, and this was her Truly Devious series. Now, if you like a good mystery, this series is for you. It's set in a boarding school, which, hello, I love boarding school stuff too. And this boarding school only houses 50 handpicked students who go to the school for free. And you're going to love following Stevie Bell and her friends as they solve a mystery that has haunted Ellingham Academy for 75 years. There are twists and turns in the twists and turns. It's a super fun adventure, and I personally was so glad that I waited to read this series until the third book was out. And I think that was published maybe at the end of January. So the books in the series are Truly Devious, The Vanishing Stair, and The Hand on the Wall. And then I don't think I've mentioned this, but links to all these books that I'm talking about today are going to be also be on my show notes page. Again, theishgirl.com forward slash EP88. Okay, the next series that I'm going to talk about actually doesn't have all of the books published yet, but they're super fun and I would highly recommend going ahead and jumping jumping in. And that is Tiffany Schmid's Talk Nerdy to Me. Now, I love this book series because it's based on classic children's literature, young adult literature. So, so this book is actually the third in Schmidt's Bookish Boyfriend series. And like the first two, it did not disappoint. 
So where those first two chronicled the stories of sisters Mary and Rory, this third book is all about Eliza Gordon Fergus, Mary's best friend, and a very neglected daughter of two overachieving Nobel Prize winning scientists. Now, like her first two books, the author weaves the classic novels into a very modern day story. And in this particular book, the the two classics that she kept referring to were Frankenstein and then my personal favorite, Anne of Green Gables. That's one of my all-time favorite series. Um, and the first book called A Date with Darcy pulled in, of course, Pride and Prejudice and also Romeo and Juliet. The second book, the Boy Next Story really drew upon The Great Gatsby and then my other all-time favorite, Little Women. So the good news is that there is a fourth book coming out called Get a Clue. And the bad news is it's going to be a while before we can read it because it's not um, going to be released until January of next year. Okay, the next series that I'm going to talk about that I read this summer is kind of a throwback. Now, an author that I really enjoy is Jennifer Lynn Barnes, and she has a couple of series that I've read. This is one of her originals, and so it's a little bit dated as far as like technology and things like that within the book, but this series uh, has two books. It's called The Squad. The first book is The Squad Perfect Cover, and the second book is The Squad Killer Spirit, and they're just super fun, kind of tongue-in-cheek, and I actually picked these up and, and started reading them because I am waiting for Jennifer Lynn Barnes's latest book to come out. Um, and that's The Inheritance Games on September 1st. But anyway, I just decided to check out some of these earlier titles and I found the Squad series. So if you're looking for a lighthearted, snarky read, I would definitely give these books a try. Just think Bring It On meets The Spy Kids. So the whole premise is that this elite cheerleading squad, and these are all kind of the it girls in their high school, which is Bayport High School. They're actually an undercover spy team. And a new girl, Toby Klein, is invited to be a part of, of the group and of the team. And the whole thing is just super fun because Jennifer Lynn Barnes uses the theory that who's going to expect anything from a cheerleader, right? So it's just a fun, a fun read. Okay, the next one that I'm going to share, I, I read also earlier this summer, is called A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. And this was very intriguing. It, I, I think um, as I put this list together, I realized I have this whole murder mystery subterfuge thing going on kind of as a theme for my reading this summer. But anyway, this book is the story of a high school senior, Pippa Fitz Amobi. I think I'm saying her name right. But anyway... She uses a five-year-old murder as the basis of her AP Capstone Research Project. And if you don't know what an AP Capstone Research Project is, um, if your kids are not in high school yet, it is an AP program that was recently implemented. My son actually did it. It's one of the reasons I was interested in this book. So I would definitely um, go to the College Board's website so you can check that out because it's a really great program that I feel like did a lot of good in um, specifically in helping my son prepare for the workload that he's going to have in college. So, okay. I was also interested in this book because, hello, I'm being on that I'm on that mystery kick thing. So, this book had the flavor of the wildly popular podcast serial, which I never listened to, but but just knowing a little bit about it, I think it's very similar to that. 
And I loved it because it tackled some serious issues like justice and racism, and it did it very well. So I would highly recommend it. Now, from here on out, most of these books I have not read. Again, they're in my to-be-read stack. So the information I'm giving you about them is mostly from Amazon, and so you can click and, and it'll, it'll sound very similar. But I just wanted to give you guys a flavor of what these books are about. So the first book is called Dig by A.S. King. And here is what Amazon has to say about it. This is a quote from it. I've never understood white people who can't admit they're white. I mean, white isn't just a color and maybe that's the problem for them. White is a passport. It's a ticket. This story is about five estranged cousins and they are caught up in their family's tangled secrets. Uh, they have a set of grandparents who are former potato farmers and They've managed to trade digging spuds for developing subdivisions, and now they sit atop a million-dollar bank account, wealth they've refused to pass on to their adult children or their five teenage grandchildren because we want them to thrive is their reason. So anyway, this one sounds very compelling and interesting. And in this book, award winner A.S. King exposes how a toxic culture of polite, white supremacy tears a family apart and how one determined gener generation can dig its way out. So again, I just thought that was sounded very timely for everything that's going on in the world today. Okay, the next few books just came out a few days ago this week. So the first one is Keep My Heart in San Francisco by Amelia Diane Coombs. So Caroline Wilson has big plans for spring break. She's the main character. She wants to hit estate sales and um, score some vintage fashion finds and tour the fashion schools that she dreams of attending. But she ends up having to work during her vacation with her dad at the counter of his bowling alley that is failing. And not only that, she finds out that her dad is so behind on back rent that they might lose the bowling alley. So that's the only thing that's keeping her family in San Francisco, and she really wants to stay, stay there. So she teams up with an, an ex-best friend, Beckett Porter, to try to save the bowling alley. So um, I think it sounds a little bit like a rom-com and a saving, you know, saving your parents' business kind of thing. So it sounds super fun. All right, the next one that came out this week was Now and When by Sarah Bennett Wheeler. And I'm just going to read the Amazon description. It sounds fun. There's something about Truman Alexander that Skylar Finch finds incredibly annoying. Actually, several things. And he, she lists all the things like his voice, his arrogance, his debate team obsession, his preppy vibe. And she tries to do her best to avoid him and focus on all the important things like friends and school and her boyfriend, who is practically perfect in every way. But for some reason, her phone is sending her notifications from the future, a future which, to her horror, appears to be with Truman, as in romantically, as in she cannot let that happen. So she's trying to change the future, but that's kind of messing up her present. So it's just a big mess. So I would definitely, I, I again, this is on my to be read list just because it sounds fun. It has that magical element in it, which is kind of my favorite genre. Okay, the next one, I think falls into what I have been defaulting to this summer, kind of a mystery. Um, and that is called Mayhem, a novel. 
by Estelle Lore. And here's the description. It's 1987, and unfortunately, it's not all Madonna and Cherry Lip Balm. Mayhem Brayburn has always known there was something off about her mother, Roxy. Maybe it has to do with her constant physical pain, or maybe with her own irresistible pull to water. Either way, she knows they aren't like anyone else. Okay, now how fun does that sound, right? So there's clearly some kind of mysterious element here. Okay, so they end up fleeing to California from from Mayhem's stepfather. And when they get there, Mayhem meets her mother's estranged family. And as she's there, she gets kind of wrapped up in a search for a man who's been kidnapping girls from the beach. Her life takes a dangerous turn and she's forced to face the price of vigilante justice and ask herself whether revenge is worth the cost. This next book comes out on July 21st and I have been counting down for this one for quite a while because I love the first two books in the series. I've actually talked about them on the podcast and I will um, put a link to those episodes in my show notes. But this book is by Sandhya Menon and it's 10 Things I Hate About Pinky. And it's a follow-up to her first two books in the series, When Dimple Met Rishi and There's Something About Sweetie. Now you don't have to read those books because these are all kind of standalone. You don't have to read them in order or anything, but I would definitely recommend it just so that you have the full picture of the stories. Okay, so here's about the book. Pinky Kumar wears the social justice warrior badge with pride and no cause is too small or out of the ordinary for her to champion. But a teeny tiny part of her also really enjoys making her conservative buttoned up corporate lawyer parents cringe. Now, Samir Ja might have a few quirks remaining from the time when he had to take care of his sick mom, like the endless lists he makes in his planner and the way he schedules every minute of every day. But those are good things, right? They make his life predictable and steady. Pinky loves lazy summers at her parents' Cape Cod lake house, but she's kind of sick of the way that they just criticize her about her poor decisions. So she decides the perfect solution is to have a Harvard-bound mama's boy pose as her boyfriend for the summer. Now, for his part, Samir's internship has fallen through, and so he has a totally unplanned summer. And when he gets the text from Pinky asking if he'll be her fake boyfriend in exchange for a new internship, he jumps at the opportunity. So, of course, the hijinks ensue, and so, again, I'm super excited to read this book. Okay, the next book up is called More Than Maybe by Erin Hahn, and I also loved her book called You'd Be Mine, so that's why I was drawn to this one. Um, It definitely is more of like a summer romance type of book, but let me tell you a little bit about it. Growing up under his punk rocker dad's spotlight, 18-year-old Luke Greenlee knows fame and wants nothing to do with it. His real love isn't in front of a crowd, it's on the page. Hiding his gift and secretly hoarding songs in his bedroom at night, he prefers the anonymous comfort of the locally popular podcast he co-hosts with his outgoing and meddling, far too jealousy-inspiringly happy with his long-term boyfriend, twin brother, Cullen. But that's not Luke's only secret. He also has a major unrequited crush on music blogger Veda Carswell. Now, Veda has a five-year plan. Get a job at the Lizard Lounge to learn from a local legend, take over the local legend's music blog, get accepted into Berkeley's prestigious music journalism program, 
and manage Ann Arbor's summer concert series and secure a Rolling Stone internship, Luke Greenlee is most definitely not on the list. So what if his self-deprecating charm and out-of-this-world music knowledge makes her dizzy, or her brother just released a bootleg recording of Luke singing about some mystery girl on their podcast, and she really, really wishes it was her? Luke and Veda must decide how deep their feelings run and what it would mean to give love a try. So again, this just sounds like a fun sitting on the beach kind of book to read. The next book that I'm going to talk about comes out on August 4th. And for all of you Twihards out there, this one is for you. Now, for those of you who weren't bit by the Twilight bug or vampire bug, this book is the long-awaited story of Twilight from Edward's perspective. And it is called Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. And if you weren't bit by that Twilight bug, now is the perfect opportunity to jump on the bandwagon because these are so fun, you cannot put them down beach reads. And I know this because the way I started reading the series was at the beach in 2008 when I had finished reading everything in my huge book bag that I had hauled down on our trip and our drive down there. So I'd finished everything and we were at the grocery store and a friend had recommended this crazy book about vampires. I rolled my eyes. I'm like, I don't read horror, but I thought, why not? She recommended it. She usually had great recommendations. And so I picked it up. I read it within like a day and a half and I literally snuck away from where we were staying so I could go find the next couple of books because I could not wait to see what happened next. So anyway, unless you've been living under a rock, you know the Twilight series. And again, if you are a fan, then I know you're just as excited as I am for August 4th to get here so we can read the story from Edward's perspective. Okay, on August 11th, This book is coming out. It's called Chasing Starlight by Terry Bailey Black. And again, this is my mystery kick. I guess this is just what I've been drawn to this summer. So here's the description of Chasing Starlight. 1938, the golden age of Hollywood, palm trees and movie stars, film studios pumping out musicals and gangster films at a furious pace. Everyone wants to be a star, except for society girl and aspiring astronomer Kate Hildebrand. She's already famous after a childhood tragedy turned her into a newspaper headline. What she craves now is stability. But when she has to move to Hollywood to live with her washed-up, silent film star grandfather, she walks into a murder scene and finds herself on the front page again. She has to figure out who the killer is while working on the set of a musical and falling in love. So I thought that sounded super fun. Okay, and then on August 18th, a book that were I still teaching civics in Northern Virginia, I would be so excited about, is a book called Six Angry Girls by Adrian Kisner. Now, I love the play on the whole 12 Angry Men title, and I showed that movie every year in my civics classes when I taught, and it's such a great film. If you have not watched it, you should really check it out. I'll try to provide a link for it on my show notes, but it's just a really, really great movie that I would say actually is so timely right now as well in in talking about prejudice and the way we see the world and things like that. Anyway, this book, Six Angry Girls, is about Raina Petrie, who is crushing her senior year all the way up until her boyfriend dumps her. The drama club basically dumps her. The college of her dreams slips away and her arch nemesis triumphs. 
Now, things aren't much better for Millie Goodwin. Her father treats her like a servant, and the all-boy mock trial team votes her out, even after she spent the last three years helping to build its success. But then, an advice columnist unexpectedly helps Raina find new purpose in a pair of knitting needles and a politically active local yarn store. This leads to an unlikely meeting in the girls' bathroom where Raina inspires Millie to start a rival team. The two join together and recruit four other angry girls to not only take on mock trial, but to smash the patriarchy in the process. Okay, so again, super fun. That's definitely on my wish list in Amazon. Okay, the last two books I'm going to talk about have been out for a while, and I'm adding them because they're also either on screen already or they're they're coming on screen soon. And the first is a book that I'm actually in the middle of reading right now. It's called I'm Not Dying With You Tonight by Kimberly Jones. And I'm not sure I'm saying her name right, but Jilly Seagal or Gilly Seagal. Anyway, I've not, again, finished the book yet. And this book has recently been optioned for film. And it's based on this premise of two girls who would probably never have crossed each other's paths. And they're thrown together in this um, crazy instance of violence and they're having to communicate and figure each other out to try to escape this really dangerous situation actually. Okay so here's the actual blurb about it. An NAACP image award nominee I'm Not Dying With You Tonight follows two teen girls one black and one white who have to confront their own assumptions about racial inequality as they rely on each other to get through the violent race riot that has set their city on fire with civil unrest. They aren't friends. They hardly understand the other's point of view. But none of that matters when the city is up in flames and they have only each other to rely on if they're going to survive the night. Okay, and the next book that I'm going to talk about is actually not YA, but it was so good that I would definitely recommend it for older teens. And it has recently been made into a series that you can stream. And that is Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. And it is a book that I was aware of, but I would not read it until I listened to Brene Brown's interview with Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington on her podcast, Unlocking Us. It is a beautiful, complex story about motherhood, mothers and daughters, the roles we choose or are thrust into, and just all the things. I am looking forward personally to binge watching this series that Witherspoon and Washington created based on the novel. I think it's on Hulu. Um, again, I will provide a link to it in my show notes. And just once again, I would say this is probably more for older teens, but you guys know my stance on that. You know your teens and what they can handle. And and so you guys will use your own best discernment for that. Okay, so that is my summer reading list this year, you guys. I'd love to know which ones you and or your teens read and what you think about them. And you can sign up for my weekly emails and respond to those. I personally respond to any emails I get. And if you're not subscribed, head to the show notes to make sure you get them because I share things in those weekly emails that I don't share anywhere else. You can also reach out and share what you're reading by DMing me on Facebook or Instagram as well. So links to all those things and all those accounts are also in my show notes page at theishgirl.com forward slash EP88. 
Now, also, if this is helpful to you or you found it encouraging at all, I would love for you to pass it along to a friend. Or better yet, leave a rating and review on iTunes. That is the best way to help others find the podcast. Okay, from an ish girl who's about to crack open my latest read and dive in, I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together. 